You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. So if he wants to take it to rapping, I'll fucking annihilate him. While he's been sitting here taking 15 years to make an album, I've been mastering my craft even better than it was back then. I will fucking annihilate him. Done. No problem. So if he wants to do that, we can do that. I will beat the fuck out of him if I feel like it. That's not even a problem. On all levels, I got beef with him now. Welcome back to the show. We're listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714, a very special Wake the Flock Up. So special that I'm just going to jump right into it. Right, I'm on the phone with Diabolic. What up, homie? What's up, man? Uh, Bolic, you're in New York, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Long Island. You're in Long Island? That, that's where you're from, right? Yep. Um, Station Long Island. Uh, you're, 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 so for people that might not be familiar with Diabolic, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Um, I'm an asshole. Uh, <laughs> nah. Uh, nah, I grew up out here. Um, was always into hip-hop as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I kind of started rapping for fun with my friends when we were young. We were probably like, I don't know, maybe 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And... I got good at it, and I started battling, you know, local stuff like, you know, barbershops, whatever, house party stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, my homie kind of dragged me out to the wetlands in New York City, saying he could get me into a battle to get me in there. Right. I'd never done an organized battle before, and um, I did really well. I ended up, I ended up, actually, I lost in uh it was like, you know, we kept going extra rounds, like three or four extra rounds. It was crowd judge. It was real close. Mm. I wouldn't say I lost. I would say I, I torched this guy. But regardless, I made a real strong impact in, like, the New York battle scene back then. That was, like, maybe 99 or 2000. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of from, like, one battle, I almost just kind of had a name in the battle scene and kind of in the underground out of nowhere. Then from that battle, I got to be in another one for, you know, finishing in the, in the finals of that and I ended up winning that I beat Jin in the finals of that and uh, Jin, well, well, Jin the uh, the Asian rapper that they had the little bit run with uh, Rough Riders yeah 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 yeah. that was the second wow. one I did and uh, after that I just kind of had a name out of nowhere yeah. and I started you know taking music a little more serious mm-hmm. and uh you know, kind of here we are. <laughs> you know, after that, you know, it was just a series of fucking shows, battles, mm-hmm. had some success, had some, you know, did the hidden track on Techniques album. That actually ended up working out real well. Who knew? Yeah. You know, we recorded that mm-hmm. in somebody's fucking apartment. Next thing you know, everybody knew the words to it. Mm. And uh, that, that definitely helped out. Yeah. So when did then, you uh, link up with Tech, like during your whole battle scene, or, or how did that happen? Um, he was at the first battle I did. I didn't know him at yeah. the time, really. You know, I, I didn't know. I mean, I knew who, who Stronghold was. I knew who, like, Poison Pen was mm-hmm. from uh, from some college radio because I knew who Breeze Ever Flowing was from, you know, mid-90s. 
he interned on the Mike Check show on Hot 97. So I knew his name, and he, he was a pretty much a battle legend. He was pretty much undefeated. He had won Blaze Battle two years in a row, so I know who he was. And he was there. I met him that night. I met Penn that night. Um, I might have met Tech that night. I don't know. I didn't really know him. I remember him yelling shit, like cheering for me when I was battling. Mm-hmm. He kept yelling, chop this motherfucker's head off. That's where that's where it came from. Yeah. The battles. Off with his head. We used to yell at people and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was cool with my homie Lou Cypher, who was featured on Peruvian Coke. He played the... Uh, Played the corrupt cop. Oh, dude, I love, walls. I love that. Show. I love Tone Deaf. Tone yeah, Deaf is amazing. Anything he does, man. Like I, I love Tone Deaf. That, that, that is, that is the truth, man. I love his skills. Yeah, man. Tone, Tone. He Tone was at that first battle. I like did. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? There was a bunch of people. Pack FM. And uh, I met a bunch of people that night. Then the second battle, I did. You know, I, I started linking up with more people. And. Uh, not too long, like in that in that vicinity of time, in that span of time, it was over a few months. Lou Cipher was cool with technique, and Tech was putting together Volume One, and had asked if uh, Lou Cipher if I'd be down, you know, come to him, put a verse on a posse cut mm-hmm. for his album. The posse cut was supposed to be me, Cipher, kid named Awar. Um, Icon the Mike King, I, put, I think, was on there. There was a few of us, and uh, we went to this place and uh, we recorded these verses. That was that ended up being the hidden track. He kind of he cut some of the other verses off. You know, just didn't have like didn't have great chemistry the track. So he ended up just keeping all verses and making it the hidden track. Mm-hmm. And then that was happening after that. We started working more. You know, doing shows and we see each other around. You know, different events and. Right. Me and Penn got real close, and then, you know, just friends. We were all friends. You know, mm-hmm. We were all cool. We were all, cause me and Ty got along because we were both vicious, you know? Yeah, it was very similar, um, very similar in-your-face wordplay. Yeah, so, okay. it, it, you know, we, we kind of got we kind of got cool off that because, you know, we were both into weird government shit yeah. <laughs> at that point. You know, we were both, you know, who the fuck were we? We were nobody. We were like, you know, talk about conspiracy theories, all kinds of wacky shit, right. government shit. And then you're vicious assholes yelling at people, cursing their mothers out, you know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> being, being assholes, and we got cool like that. So, yeah. 2000, man. And you ended, up, you ended up signing, or correct me if I'm wrong, you ended up signing with Viper, right, at some point? Yeah, yeah. Um, Which was a label that Technique took over, if I understand well, correctly. There's, there's an owner, but he... Uh, you know, the owner's older guy, he, um, Tech kind of was, like, put in charge of, like, you know, basically, like, the hip-hop, like, the president of it, sort mm-hmm. of, kind of thing. It's a small, it's a small label, it's not yeah. a big, you know, yeah, label. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an in-house operation, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they, they, he had come to me, I'm thinking, uh, who's the first person he signed? Akir was the first person he signed. Mm. Akir's another artist on there that he, he actually knew Akir from Southpaw in, like, high school, you know? Mm-hmm. They had known each other. And uh, he picked up a gear, and he had come to me and maybe trying to think what year Volume Two had some real success. Maybe oh four ish, oh three, oh four, probably oh four. And was like, you know, Viper needs you. I think you'd do good over here. Da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. Yeah. And then it was kind of. You, you, dro- it was a, you it dropped was a an album ride, there, right? And I, 
Yeah, later though, 2010. I did that was '04. I didn't drop the album until 2010, man. It was a tough. It was a tough ride over there. I'll say that. Okay, because that's also I think comes into play later on <clears throat> for the specifics of why I wanted to get a hold of you. So, what were you doing? Were you just being shelved? Nah, no, no. It, it was uh, I how do I explain it? I mean, I guess I should just be fucking candid. It's a fucked up operation over there, man. Mm. Uh, it, it, the best advice I could give to an artist, right? Ninety nine percent of the time, don't don't sign to other artists. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever sign to artists. Sign to a businessman that looks at you as a fucking product. And fucking sees nothing more than let's just get this product finished, let's make the best product we can, and let's fucking market this product. Mm -hmm. Because with artists, you're always going to fucking run into ego, bro. You're always going to run into a major fucking roadblock with their egos. And, you know, you got to keep in mind back then, you know, Technique was having a lot of success. Yeah. You know, which came out of nowhere, mind you, because we went from all being fucking, you know, we had names in the battle scene, but on, mm -hmm. a, on a global level, we were fucking nobody. You know, the internet wasn't that big yet. Right. There wasn't, it was still the tail end of the golden age of hip hop. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that success kind of came like a whirlwind. You know, it came out of nowhere. A lot of hard work went into it. Don't get me wrong. I won't mm -hmm. take anything away from him. He mm -hmm. busted his ass to get what he got. But the success came out of nowhere. So, Make no mistake about it, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing running a label. Right. Or, you know, making these kind of decisions. And then, when you factor in the ego to it, you know, people get scared of their spot, man. I, I don't particularly subscribe to that kind of mindset, whereas, I think if you put somebody on and they succeed, that just makes you look better. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it looks like you had an ear. Right, like right. you're for talent. Like, yeah, your, your crew is super strong. You got a strong team. You got a strong camp. I look at it like that. I, I mean, you know, people could tell me I'm tripping. They used to tell me I was tripping because I would voice these concerns, and I'd be like, "Yo, mm -hmm. why? Why does it feel like I'm being fucking held back over here?" Mm -hmm. I was like, "You guys got an in-house studio, yet none of us can ever get into the fucking thing. Mm -hmm. You got the in-house studio, yet you never want to cut the engineer a check for any of us to fucking record. Mm -hmm. You know, like." You got a multi-millionaire that owns this fucking label. Mm -hmm. What's what's the deal? And I can and, never get no studio time to make no fucking music. But you know, I just don't follow. I don't. I don't see where we're going with. This. And, you know what I'm saying? You were saying that as you saw uh, other artists having that studio time and getting their engineer paid for and stuff like that, right? Oh yeah, and I say you're not talking about a great deal of money, man. You know no, what I'm no, 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 you're yeah, talking about pretty standard, pretty standard operations when you're an artist that's signed to a fucking label. When you're a label's artist, you 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 get a little budget to go make your music. You yeah, know? yeah. Otherwise, what, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, uh, so you're saying that maybe. I mean, it doesn't take me six years to make an album, dude. That, which is what I was asked. What, what, you know what, what, what were we doing in the meantime? We did. You, you already had I stuff. Mean, well, yeah. I dropped a lot of stuff in the meantime. I did fucking freestyles out the ass. Uh -huh. I was, you know, putting things on websites. I had a little, you know, I did the play mixtape I dropped. That was just a collection of songs I had done. Mm -hmm. Probably a lot of stuff collecting dust on somebody's hard drive somewhere mm -hmm. now these days. Yeah. But, you know, I was doing other music. You know, like, I'll give you an example. Uh, I Don't Want to Rhyme, for example, which was the first single off Liar and the Thief in 2010. That song is from 2005. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's, mm -hmm. that's a five-year-old song that we pushed. Right. 
That song was one of the first songs I recorded for the album. <laughs> Five years later, the album seeing the stores. Now, mm. being on that label, I'll, I'll give you an example of, of the things I was told, just like everybody else on that label. So you're getting real information. Fuck it. I, I, I'm not holding my tongue no more. Back when I got signed to Viper, and I started making progress on my record, as early as 05, 06, I was told I would have to wait for the middle passage to drop before I could drop my record. The middle passage? I was told I had to wait for the middle passage to drop before I could drop my album. The so album the that hasn't even hasn't dropped yet. You're talking about the new Technique album that still hasn't dropped yet. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. I was told from then it was a constant fight. For me to get Liar and a Thief out in 2010 took a straight-up blowout screaming match. Wow. Before that record got out. And then finally the owner got on my side. Because he was just like, what are you talking about? we got to get records out. We need content. We need, we need music. Wow. Finally, the record, I got a release date. So you, you're talking about five years of bullshit. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? I, a lot of, you know, I was a positive, more positive dude with these kind of movements back then. I figured it's growing pains so none of us really know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> I'm not the easiest guy to deal with either. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I make no mistake about it. I could be a real fucking headache too. You know? <laughs> I can be real particular about my shit as well, but at the same time, we got to make some fucking, you know, progress is, is a necessity. So you, you were trusting that they knew what they were doing. Unt uh, I, was, I was trusting that they would keep their fucking word, but I keep getting a lot of fucking funny shit happening. Uh -huh. A lot of funny things, you know, like, like Liar and a Thief, for example, right? That, that record actually ended up doing really well. Mm -hmm. so, uh, take a wild guess what the marketing budget for that album was. I now I got an idea of what an indie marketing uh, regular throw, uh, throw a number throw a number at I want to say if you wanted to do this decent uh, a decent record label uh, indie would probably throw ten at it nine hundred bucks nine hundred dollars no 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 this is an album that not only was uh, heavily played <clears throat> during in my circles right because it was right. it was dope it was super dope. And it was like, oh, you know, it, it wasn't like, oh, finally we got some Bollock music because that wasn't the case. We could get the Bollock verses and the, but it was like, oh, we got an album. Like we got a whole set album and we were all excited to hear it and we did it. Now you're telling me that it, it was that successful despite a $900 budget. 900 bucks. Paid my publicist, Dennis, $900. Semp, we call him Semp. Mm -hmm. that, was his, that was his tag. Mm -hmm. That's what we all call him, Semp. Yeah. The Public Wizard got paid $900. Me and him just happened to get really fucking cool. Because I'd known him before that because he worked for Tech and Viper. Mm -hmm. Me and him got really cool. And he just kind of kept working the record for me. So he like did a lot. Yeah, he did a lot for that. He did a lot. He, he did. He worked for fucking three months. Right. Now, now, when you heard the budget and when you actually saw it, what what were your? I, I didn't know. I just knew that they had Semp because Semp worked for them. I didn't really. At that point, I was pretty. Uh, you know, I was a little naive to the whole thing. You know, I, I knew not to take too much money up front. I knew not to mm -hmm. ask for advance money and, and start spending recklessly because, you know, I, I knew things were recoupable. If you spend it, you got to make it back. So I was weary of spending. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I, I assumed that they would at least put up a few fucking grand for uh, and and, publicity, you know. And after all that time waiting, I'm assuming you were oh, you were happy to have the album out, right? I think, I think they cost up. I think they cost up like 500 bucks for uh, to service the record to college radio. When did you find out about the budget? 
I found that out later when me and Sam had been talking. Oh, you know, okay. like uh, yeah. I started finding out more of the numbers and started doing my math, and then I started seeing it when I would get some some well. I don't know if I call them statements, but when I get a little the little pocket change, I was getting off it, mm-hmm. and I started looking, and I'm like, "What is this? Mm-hmm. You know, where? What are we doing here? You know? what, did you bring that up to Viper at that point? Absolutely. And what sort of raising hell about yeah. everything? What did they what say? What the about fuck you? are we doing? I mean, I, I felt like I was constantly met with opposition. I can't say I presented it that great all the time. I would be more pissed off than right. Constructive, you know. Yeah. Then again, I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning as I go. Kind of, kind of. Not to mention, I'm passionate about my shit. That's my shit. I right, busted right. my ass my right. whole time to get Absolutely. where I'm at. Yeah. I, this is my. Dude, this is like my little baby album that I'm putting out, and I'm trying to, you know, get my shit off. And then, mm-hmm. come on, guys, it's not what we discussed. Right. You know? Right. You guys blowing smoke up my ass, telling me there's a fire somewhere. It's not mm-hmm. true. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. You swallow your pride, you chew and digest, yeah. and uh, you keep it moving. Right. It's not like I left. We had we had a little we had a little falling out after the album came out, where me and the owner got a little. We got into a little bit of an argument about some money that mm-hmm. I ended up being owed. They went right. through it. They finally fucking cut me a check. Uh-huh. I ended up coming back to the label to mm-hmm. do fighting words later on. Yeah, and then uh, not, I, not- the reason I ended up leaving. Is because it was around Christmas time. They owed me a fucking. They owed me a couple grand uh-huh. for liar and a thief, which was you know you're talking about. This was how many years? Three years after the album was out. The album was fully recouped. Everything was profit at that point. Yeah. Um. We had been working on fighting words. I think a few grand had been spent on it. You know, they had paid the, the studio engineer up front for it. No, 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 before we jump into that, so, um, so the, the, the Liar and the Thief came out, then you're dropping the second, well, were you treated any different come the second album? Like, was the money a, a little, little bit, bit looser, were they a little bit more uh, understanding? A little bit, a little bit, a okay. little bit. Okay, because they saw that you were a success, that you were a well, money. Yeah, I, right. I made a bunch of fucking money for them, because the thing sold 20,000 units without anything. Right. You with know. a $900 uh, budget. With well, uh, yeah, $900 fucking budget. So at that point, I I just off of business sense would tell me, hey, okay, well, uh, Bollock is something that people want. Let's let's obviously, let's invest a little more. Was Do you think that was the case, or was it very, very much still, we want no, Tech was, to be the was, flagship? Well, that, I mean, Tech's the flagship. I never, I never came in there thinking, hey, I'm going to outdo what Tech did, because Tech's an anomaly in this game. He came in with... with you know, a really good, you know, his first album was more like a setup, you know. I listen to it now, and I'm like, hey, there's some good stuff in there, but it's not tight like the second one. The second volume two is a really tight album. It's, it's put together well. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's more of an adult on it. He right. knows how to make music better. Mm-hmm. He went through his growing pains. He, mm-hmm. he has his messages way more concise. And the timing of it, when it dropped back then, there's a lot of a lot of kids that listen now. They don't know what it was like back then. You know that was shit. That was like 15 years ago almost. Yeah. They don't know what it, what the, what the climate of the world was after 9/11. Mm-hmm. You know, people had a lot of fucking questions about us going into Afghanistan and Iraq and Bush and all these fucking crazy things that were going on. And his timing was just like yeah, the world. Yeah, it, it, it packaged all that. Packaged all that very nicely. Well, it was, it, 
It was needed. Kids needed it. They wanted it. They yeah. got it from them. So yeah. we, huh, I never uh-huh. made any mistake. I never had the idea in my head, oh, I'm going to be like that. Mm-hmm. No, I was just trying to get my shit off. Right. That's why kids check my shit. I'm not even a political rapper. I know kids like to think I am because I did. I've done a total of, what, six political songs in my life? And, and, and so that was another thing that I was that I wanted to ask you because like I've seen maybe two interviews where you're introduced as a political rapper, right? Yeah, it's just affiliation. Text the political. Text the political rapper. I'm not a political rapper. I'm just I've done some tracks. AZ's done songs about the Illuminati. Uh-huh. Rolls with Nas. Yeah. Is he a political rapper? No. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But you know, Prodigy's mentioned Illuminati wants my mind, soul, and my mm-hmm. body. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. Is he a political rapper? No. Right, right, right. No, not at all. I've been on some joints. Mm-hmm. You know, I did Truth 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. I did Modern Day Future. I did, I guess Riot could be considered political, but it's more of a fucking fuck the cops, let's start a riot song. Mm-hmm. And then you got, like, the payback. It's like six joints. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, really, I mean, maybe Master Plan, I'm talking about it a little bit, Seven, maybe, mm-hmm. out of all the songs I've ever done, yeah. you know? But it was never something that you saw, oh, it's working for tech. Let me follow suit. No, no. Okay. No, no, okay. no, no. Okay, so... so I, that, I mean, I did that shit long before I ever met Tech. You know, yeah, I was talking right. rapping about the Illuminati in 1996. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like long before this shit. Mm-hmm. And I was rapping about the government and some conspiracy stuff, you know. So, They're all interested in me. Um, we, um, when I mentioned the flagship, you said, oh, you know, text the flagship. You were okay with that. Oh, yeah. Like, you understood it. You were like, but... I have my own lane. Absolutely. Did you have, I have no problem going out and opening up. I don't give a fuck about that. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so then the second album comes. I honestly, dude, I'll be honest with you. I liked it better. It was more fun that way because we had fun, man. We had fun on the road. The shows were live as fuck. The kids mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. I don't know if you ever went to the shows over the years when we were there. Probably, mm-hmm. right? You ever been yep. to one of the gigs that I was opening up at? I have. They got fucking nuts. They were fucking wild. We had well, because first you're 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 a big motherfucker. So first you're like you're you're taller than than uh, than you expected, right? So there's yeah. there's certain rappers that I've met that are hum- fucking uh, sick. Jackin is like six seven or some like ridiculous mm-hmm. height. Charlie yeah, Tuna, Charlie Tuna is fucking tall as shit. Like uh, K Reno is huge. Like th- this is rappers that you don't realize how tall you're a big dude. You're squared up. So when you're out there and you're just spitting bars at it, it's just like the vibe and the energy is there, right? Yeah, we got pumped. We had a good time doing it. It was fun, right. you know. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was something we came up doing. It was a good time. The vibe was cool. Yeah. You know, so I had no problem with that. Half the time, you know, when we'd all be talking, usually they try to stick me on right before Texas. I, I was more popular. I was selling records and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But half the time when people was like, oh, when, who wants to go on this slide? I try to go on first. So you can enjoy I'm the like, rest nah, of the show. I'll set it off. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's because the crowd is chomping at the bit, man. Mm, yeah. You go out there first, and especially if they know you mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. It's just people are pumped the fuck up. They're not tired. They're not that drunk yet. They're right. having a great time. Yeah. And it's just fun. It's fun to go out there and set it off, get them riled up, you know? Yeah. I have no problem with that. To, to me, to me as a fan, right, I, I always thought that hip-hop shows were put together wrong. First, they, the, the, first the headliner is on way too late, right? Mm-hmm. And and they last till, like, 3 or 2 in the morning, and, like, bro, everyone's exhausted. The energy yeah, is getting Yeah, I don't you. do that. Yeah, I do. throw gigs in Long Island, and mm-hmm. the headliner goes on, and I mean, bars are open until 4 o'clock in the morning out here. I don't know if it's like that out there, but bars are open late out here, mm-hmm. and 
I don't put the headliner on after no later than 12.15. No right. later. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's it. That's great time. Yeah, no later. I try to get it on even for, even earlier, though. Yeah. You know, like even like 11.50, yeah. 12.05, just to get them on. So, you know, the show's over by 1, 1.30. Yeah. You know, boom. Everybody's good. You can get them fucked up. You can go do whatever you want. You can hit a strip club after. Well, right, right, right. It doesn't matter. It, it, the experience. The experience is what's there. Right. You have a good time during it. And, and you know, that's what you remember. But so the, so the second album comes out. You're saying that it's a little better. Things are a little better, and they see that you are someone that they can they, recoup they were, the money from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew more. I had grown. I had grown up a lot and understood more, and understood the mistakes we made the first time around. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took a little more of the reins of what we were going to do this time around. Yeah. But really, the problem arose over money. It was a money thing. And it was like, you know, the deal I signed did not have anything to do with cross-collateralizing budgets. And what that is, is Lyra and Heath recouped. Yeah. I signed on for two projects. Lyra and Heath was fully recouped. It was all profits for fucking three years Mm -hmm. before that. Then they had spent, I don't know, say five grand had been spent on uh, fighting words. Mm-hmm. You know, between studio time and bullshit at that point. And it was almost done. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas time rolls around, so obviously money's tight. I mm-hmm. had a few grand coming to me. Mm-hmm. And they send me a statement where they're holding my money against the fight from Liar and Thief against my fighting words budget. They're holding it solely my half of the money, so just say 4000 comes in mm-hmm. or in profit. I'm owed two grand, they're owed two grand. They mm-hmm. say two, I say two. It's a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. They were taking their two, holding my two against the budget, right? Mm-hmm. So they're making two grand off liar and a thief, holding my two grand profit against the fucking budget mm-hmm. of fighting words. And I was like, absolutely not. Give me my fucking money. Right. I, I didn't sign that deal. Mm-hmm. That's not the deal I signed. There's no cross-collateralization of my budgets. Give me my fucking money. Mm-hmm. And what I was met with by the owner was basically, no, this is industry standard. Da, da, da. I said, I don't care what the industry standard is. I don't care what, what any of these labels do, whether it's Baby Grand or Warner Brothers. I don't care what they do. I didn't sign that deal. Yeah. I signed my deal. Mm-hmm. Whether it's industry standard or not to do that, you should have wrote that in the paperwork, and I probably wouldn't have fucking signed it. Mm-hmm. So we got into it. I went directly to tech. I CC'd them on, on numerous emails. Mm-hmm. Numerous. I mean, legally, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be talking about this, but I don't give a fuck. I, I CC'd him on numerous fucking things, and he just turned a fucking blind eye to it. He ignored it. He, and as, in, email, as in no response? Did not respond to it. Okay. Did not fucking respond to it. Did not uh-huh. say two fucking words. Mm-hmm. Just let it, let it ride. Mm-hmm. And now you can tell me you're busy. You weren't. I know you, and I've spoken to you. Mm-hmm. You weren't on tour. You were home. You saw the emails. You just ignored them. Mm-hmm. You didn't want the fucking headaches mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Whether you cared, you didn't care. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But this is fucking business, and this is my money. I got kids to feed. Give me my fucking money. Mm-hmm. That's the way I looked at it. Now, you could call me an asshole, this and that, but th- this is fucking business. Mm-hmm. And this is the business I'm in, and I don't get fucked. I do my work. I want my fucking money. Right. You know, I'd try. If I worked at McDonald's, I'd be the same way with my boss. The end of the week comes, he's like, nah, I can't give you your money. Yeah. We're holding it against next week's work. What? But suck my dick. Keep my money. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but basically it went like that. And then I said, I said to the owner, I said, listen, 
the last email I had sent to him was like, yo, dude, you're not going to like what I do. Because we were kind of having some issues there. There was some little issues going on, some personal stuff. It was just a little, it was a little, it was getting a little wishy-washy over there. It, uh-huh. It's hard to explain, but a lot of personal stuff, a lot of years of shit, you know, where it's like my tolerance for the shit. This is about the third or fourth time they played with the money. This is the third or fourth time that they did the splits very shady where they hold my half of the profits to the budget and take their half. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There had been a lot of shady shit that I had to check over the years, so I was just at the end of my rope with it, and I just said, listen, he's like, you're not going to like what I do after this. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, it is what it is. That's how it's going to be. I said, okay. So that that night, I wrote this long Facebook thing about what was going on, Mm -hmm. and I aired them the fuck out. Mm -hmm. You might have heard about it when I left Cyper. A lot of people, you know, had a lot of traction. All of a sudden, I'm fielding calls from tech, the owner, everybody in the fucking crew is like, yo, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. I said, what the fuck, bro? Why don't you call your bro? Mm-hmm. Find out what's up with my fucking money. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, you know, I, I had a uh, a publishing guy slash rep guy I grew up with out here who's pretty, pretty heavy hitter in, in the music business. You know, guy who deals with Grammy Award winning artists for publishing and does some pretty major shit. Mm-hmm. He reps me on some things. And he and our lawyer contacted Viper, and I was getting the fuck out of my deal. And we went to war with them, and we won, and I walked away with all my masters, all my shit. You know, we kind of patched things up after that, you know, like personally. Yeah. You know, after that all went down, it's like we we did kind of patch things up. Yeah. And you're talking about with the owner and with Tech? Yeah. Okay. Kind of patch things up. Right. And the owner didn't talk for a while, but we we had talked after that. Uh-huh. We kind of found some common ground. Okay. You know. Yeah. I was I kind of felt like you know I gave him a little bit of a bum rap. Yeah. And was kind of a dick and a little too hard headed, and I, I should have maybe been a little more patient. Right. At some points, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I got to get my money. And, yeah. You know. Understood. I've never met a successful businessman that fucking plays games with that shit. I've yeah. never met one. Yeah. I've absolutely. never met one that succeeded that was too nice about this shit. Mm-hmm. The only guys I've seen succeed in business have been fucking animals when it comes to their money. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I had to be. Because it's not like, we ain't out here talking about fucking millions of dollars. We, mm. We're talking about scraps. You know, we are, we are underground artists. To, to, to a major artist, this would have been scraps. But this is what we're, we're out here collecting what we can get. It's, it's what you're owed. It's what you're right. owed. It, it could be a it's dollar, it could be a million dollars. Exactly. It's what you, exactly. you deliver on your half of the contract. You're expected to get paid. There should be no, exactly. no question about exactly. it. I understand. And, you know, that left me a little sour towards the situation. I wouldn't say bitter. Right. I was a little sour at it uh-huh. because, you know, I did expect more from someone I would call a friend. Right. I did expect more. Right. And I, I didn't really want to be put into the situation where I involve a fucking lawyer and all this bullshit. Uh-huh. But you kind of left me no fucking choice, you know. Right. This right. is the music business. Yeah. I'm not some pushover. You hmm. got the wrong one. I'm just not. I mean, I'm pretty sure I proved that with, with my interactions with Kwali. I don't back down easy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into those because those are, those are very important. And those were uh, the, the major reasons. Well, it was one of the two reasons, right? So that, that, that was one of the reasons is, first of all, what the fuck's going on? And second, when is it going to end, bro? Like, at what point? You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't know, man, because... At this point, I just enjoy mocking the shit out of him. I can him. tell. I can, me, I can tell. Me, he's, yeah. a, he's a fucking... You know, I, a lot of kids, they, they have a misconception about me. So my music, it's a little it's hardcore. It's like, it's pretty aggressive. It's a little abrasive. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk a lot of shit. They think I'm just like some serious... I take myself so seriously. 
Dude, I'm the biggest fucking joker clown on the on the planet Earth, dude. Yeah. We're on fucking tour. Everybody's being serious in these meetings. I'm fucking saying some smart-ass fucking class clown shit trying yeah. to lighten up the mood. Uh-huh. It's just how I get down. Okay. And, <laughs> like, I mean, with Kuali, man, you know, I'm not a big... T- I, well, now I guess I'm more of a big Twitter guy than I ever was. But mm-hmm. when that started, I was not at all a big Twitter social media guy, even... Even remotely. Yeah. I would pop up on Twitter. You you followed me. I would pop yeah. up. I would say some shit. Occasionally, I'd be on there for a couple of days straight, and uh, then I'd disappear for a week. You yeah. know, and then I'd come back, and mm-hmm. I'd say some shit. Maybe I'd comment on something was going on in the world, or I'd crack a joke, or I'd mm-hmm. post a video or a link to some shit, and, uh, and I'd just keep it moving. But that, that day, I happened to be out at a... I was, I was watching my kid. It was 9 o'clock in the morning, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm smoking a cigarette and drinking a cup of coffee, sitting on a chair outside. And I just happen to go on Twitter. And I'm just, I, I don't even go on my feed that much. I go on my feed. Mm-hmm. And I just start scrolling through. And I'm seeing, like, it's blowing up my feed. Because you, you know how much he tweets. You know, mm-hmm. you know how he does it. He'll just yes. firing shit off. Huh? Mm-hmm. So I'm reading this shit. And he's going back and forth with Remedy. It was basically a Twitter beef. All right. It started off with Remedy, all right, who tweeted to Talib Kweli, peace, would you call yourself pro-black, racist, or both? Remedy felt some type of way about, you know, Talib and the way he talks, the way he tweets, and things that concern black people. He felt some type of way, so he, he wanted to respond to Talib's comments. And... Talib, or excuse me, Remedy responded with the, you know, are you pro-black, racist, or both? That's how the Twitter beef started. Diabolic also responded to Talib. People can disagree with me all they want, but Kwali speaks in broad generalizations about every fucking race in the book, whether it's white, black, Latino, gay, fucking trans, it doesn't matter. He generalizes them all and lumps them into categories, because that's what radical left-wing maniacs do is they box up, categorize, and identify things. Uh It's just what they do. And I'm reading what he's saying, and I had hit him, I added him, and I just said, why do you talk to these trolls? And he immediately gave me a fucking attitude. He said, I fucking feel like he said some shit. I forget what he said. He's a dick. And I just said, you know, I quoted Jay-Z, and I said, you know, Sometimes if you uh, don't argue with fools, the wise man said, don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. Right. And he goes, oh, you think you're slick trying to quote Jay. I mm-hmm. do this for that. Gave me the whole recycled rhetoric that he does all the time. Right. So he was a dick, though. He's generally a dick. Yeah. I just left it alone. Came back a couple hours later. He's still fucking going about mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm laughing. I'm like, wow, this fucking guy's crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. So I just said, I said what I said to him. I was like, you know. Like, I've been watching this all day. You generalize people. White people, black people. I say, hey, people, to generalize people too much, you need to check yourself. Mm-hmm. And he went fucking ballistic immediately. Yeah. yeah. And you see, I wasn't aware that this is commonplace for him, that this is just what he does. He just goes fucking nuts on the internet all day. I didn't know. I just thought he was having a bad day or something. Mm-hmm. So immediately, he's like, justify your statement, bitch. And then he hits me with another one. You fucking hoe. Yeah. Immediately, within 30 seconds. And, yeah. I'm, and I, right away, I'm like, did you just call me a bitch? I, I wrote that on there. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
Yo, you better Google me, homie. I'll fuck you up. You know, that's immediately what I thought. Obviously, I wasn't too well-versed in Twitter because I went right to, I'll punch you in your fucking face and talking like that. You know what I'm saying? Immediately. And, and again, like, Yo, and again, me being just on tour with my friends. You were literally just on tour with my whole squad. I can yeah. fucking break your face, you know? Mm. I mean, I'm 6'4", dude. <laughs> yeah, so you're a big dude. He's yeah. smaller than me. Okay. So, he's running his mouth. If you automatically jump, because you don't have the Twitter etiquette, you automatically jump to... Yeah, I, I, I wasn't there trolling. I wasn't <laughs> saying nothing. I was just like, yo, dude, yeah. you know, you need to really fucking take a look at what you're doing here, because from the outside looking in, you look like a goddamn maniac. He you does. know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You, you look like a fucking maniac. Yeah. I didn't realize at the time that this is his, his whole shtick, mm-hmm. to, to be this fucking badass activist, pussy jerk off on the internet you know yeah and uh you know it just escalated from there we went back and forth for like three or four fucking hours on that thing that night yeah yeah and it was just various insults you know and then i'm sure you've noticed most people do that are looking at it subjectively but uh or subjectively objectively Mm -hmm. they uh they notice that he uh he doesn't always speak to you. He usually doesn't speak to you. He tries to make headlines and speak to his fans so he can try to have them gang up on you. Mm-hmm. Common tactic of the activists on the Internet. You know, it's, it's a fucking tactic. It's a known tactic. They all do it, but he was doing that. And I'm just laughing at these kids, and I'm kind of talking shit back and forth with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just kept escalating and escalating. And then he got personal, so I, I mean, I was a battle rapper. I'll go for the motherfucking throat. You know, I'll mm-hmm. fight for you, Juggie. If you want to get personal with me, I'll get real personal. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I remember that night he was calling Poison Pen, like, yo, you better talk to your man, da 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 talking shit. And I'm like, yeah, fuck him. He ain't talking to nobody. I'm mm-hmm. not stopping nothing, you know? Fuck mm-hmm. you. And, um, hmm. Thinking how that was a while ago, so, that was a so long time ago. I was going to say, I'm like, I would say, yeah, I would say, probably a year ago. Oh yeah, yeah. It had it been over a year ago because the, the no, it was like it was like a year and a half, not a year, like it was like in April or some shit of a year prior. Yeah, you know, wow. 2016. So, you know, so, that, that was a while back, bro. So Penn did contact you though. My nuts. Penn, Penn the did night, the initial night. He did, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, man, like, Talib, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well. He's just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And, yeah. he, you know, he's just yeah. like, yo. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's calling me a bitch and a hoe and talking all kinds of crazy shit on the Internet. Yeah. I was like, what? I'm going to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. I was like, where Where do I find him? Where do we go to get him? Where Where do wow. I beat him up? That's pretty much how I looked at it. I was like, you know. Yeah. You want to talk tough on the Internet. Uh-huh. The biggest fucking pussy on the planet, never been in a fist fight in his life. Right. You better stop talking tough on the internet, bro, because somebody might come check you. Now, yeah, I'll give you a little a little background. Kwali, you can look it up. There's an article that he wrote. He penned this bullshit article that when he was in Denmark, he got beat up by two dudes. I didn't know these people. They beat me up because I was black. They were just bigots. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Those were two fucking rappers from fucking Denmark. That he talked shit to on Twitter. They ran up on him at a show and beat his ass. Mm. You know how I know that? Because my homies fucking do music with them. They weren't mm. bigots. They beat the shit out of him because he talks too much. Mm. He came to his fucking show when he got checked. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing new with him, right. you know? But then he spins a story. They were bigots. They didn't know who I was. They just hated me. Mm. They ran up and said, I hate you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what happened. Right. I'm sure that's what happened, bro. Uh, the one thing that, that, that keeps the occurring uh, thing that I noticed, the theme, is the race car comes out immediately. 
Oh, right? God. So, so the reason that the reason that I got I, I can speak about it a little bit is because he had said something to the effect of, "Hey, you're black. It doesn't matter. Get your money. It doesn't matter what you do in the business. Get your money right." So then I told you know what I again not looking for anything, not realizing what kind of uh, mentality he has when he comes to Twitter. All I said is like, "Well, you can't you can't tell him to just do whatever it takes to get the money." Like. That's the reason why hip hop is in the state that it's in currently, right? Mainstream hip hop. You you would think. You can't you just think. You can't just dollars, basically. Right? I mean, dude, dude, I I ain't mad at nobody. I can't stand <laughs> at anybody. I will talk shit about their garbage music and what it's done to hip hop. Yeah. But I ain't mad at some kid like Little Yachty. I'll make fun of him all day. Mm -hmm. He's a goof. Yeah. But I ain't mad at the kid because we're probably twenty million dollars right now. Good for him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He can go live that life. He was he probably wasn't a hip hop kid to begin with because. Hip hop's been long fucked up before he even got here. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Not, not, that, he, right. not that he's the cause of it. He's the uh, he's the he's what he call it like the. Uh, he's kind of the he's the effect. Right? He's the effect. You know? But but yeah, the thing, the reason that he's continuing is because people accept that fact. And here's the thing, very specific. Uh, it's about when you go, oh, hey, let the black man, let the black brothers, let the, let them make their money, man. Let them do. It. It's like yes, but you gotta have standards yeah, man, at some point. Right. Well, this is my it's my perception. Money, but don't be mad. Don't be mad when you criticize for the whack. Shit. Exactly. Exactly. Like, dude, that's fine. Be rich, bro. Be yeah. rich, whack. Be gonna be rich yeah. and whack over there, bro. Don't. You want, I might be broke, but I'm not whack. I'm not here to sell. Like, like for me, this particularly, that's what it was. Yeah. And he kind of comes back trick. to me like, like, how are you gonna? He was like, basically, was like, how dare you question anything I say, right? And what I told yeah, him was, that's, that's like, what you get, I'm not yeah. trying. Like, no, no, no. Like, I wasn't going against you. It was but mostly was like you gotta kind of you gotta think about what what that'll mean for someone that reads it. That Talib Kweli was saying, "Well, do whatever it takes to make the money and don't worry about consequences, image, and all that shit." Right? And well, exactly I mean, what you're I saying. Look at it like, yeah, I look at it like, dude, do whatever you're comfortable with. If you're comfortable with 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 going up there in a shiny fucking suit, mm -hmm. feel fucking free. You're yeah. the one who has to live in your own skin. But don't come at me preaching what I should be fucking doing and telling me about the culture. This is what I laugh at. This this is what fucking makes me laugh the most. Is a guy like Quali. He sits there and talks about the hip hop culture. Mm -hmm. Number one, homie, you signed to Warner Brothers. I don't know what fucking planet you're on, but Warner Brothers has nothing to do with the hip hop culture. And the second you signed that deal, you excluded yourself from the culture because you went corporate. Second of all, mm -hmm. which is very important, is I was in this fucking game for twenty goddamn years in the streets, Brooklyn shows. Manhattan, all over the fucking place. I mm -hmm. didn't see you once. We're not that far apart in age. Mm -hmm. You're friends with a lot of the people. You know these people from your neighborhood that I was rocking with. Mm -hmm. You weren't there, bro. You were not part of the culture. You might have been part of the culture for a couple years in the raucous era, but once you got that fucking hands on that money, mm -hmm. you were fucking ghost. You didn't embrace nobody on the come up. You didn't have anything to mm -hmm. do with the scene after you left. You mm -hmm. had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. I got I got success. I'm out in the crowd chilling with people. The underground shows, open mics, just to show my face, hang out with the kids, see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be there. I don't have to go to the local Tuesday open mic in Long Island. I go there so the kids know that people take them serious. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just showing some fucking love. You know, I'll find a dope kid in there and I'll rock with him. I'm not trying to charge him for a verse. I'm just like, yo, you nice, you're from the hometown, let's, let's get up. You know, that's just being real. Because I like this shit, I love it. I love being in the studio. I like making new music. I like the new blood. 
So yeah. you, you can't tell me about the culture. The culture is a defense mechanism. The culture is a fucking fictitious bunch of bullshit that's conveniently used by corporate, mm-hmm. you know, by a corporate machine that labels it that and turns it into a money maker. Yeah. Other than that, it don't really exist. I mean, it exists at a b-boy event still, a DJ competition, a beat battle, an MC battle, you know, underground shows. Yeah, it's there. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of fans going to a paid gig. That's all it is, you know? That's so, all it really is. So, and so the back and forth is happening. When did the first diss track come out? <laughs> well, he wrote not long after we started talking shit. I guess it was like maybe, I don't know, May something, maybe a month after. Mm-hmm. He wrote that fucking article, When White Fragility Affects Rappers. Well, he, he's a sociological fucking nonsense. And he wasn't even calling me a racist at this point or a Nazi or any of the other various names that he likes to fucking try to paint me as. Yeah. He was just he was just like, yeah, then this guy comes in talking shit and this and that. He should know better and this. You can't tell me anything because I do this, 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 yeah. and this. Yeah. Name yeah. drops about 15 different fucking artists. Right. And uh, tries to put himself above critique, uh-huh. which he does traditionally tries to put himself above criticism. Absolutely. Which is ridiculous because nobody's above criticism. And uh, he writes that article. I remember that article comes out and he's like laughing. And I was like, all right, buddy, you're going to be sorry now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, I tried not to do this. I was trying to ignore it. You know what I'm saying? I tried to leave it alone. Mm -hmm. I tried to not talk too much shit at that point. I was trying to just let it die. But he kept going and going and going. And then he fucking did that. And I said, all right. We'll see about that. Y'all thought they gave you fair warning, bitch. You should have listened. You know you done fucked up, right? Fucked up, right? Diabolic. One, two, three. Rest in peace, I lip quality. Crying like make it stop. That shit isn't hip hop. You ho, you ho. Some research, read your piece, it needs work. In medium.com, the place you buy your t-shirts. I had a knee-jerk reaction while you cry and tremble, petrified. Not only do you generalize, you lie in general. Down to my potential, cause my skin is white. Shit afraid, your superpower, make a sense of kryptonite. But don't doubt the fact, I'll show up at your crib tonight and hit you with a right for each thing you wrote I didn't like. Online, picking fights, still pen and tech addressed it. Not for me, they stepped in so this bitch wouldn't get his head split. Then you said if I was sorry, you'd apologize. Followed by a convo about the boys been by the sodomized. Do not deny the truth, hope you ask for evidence. And that's the precedent you set when tech was at your residence. Now I'm addressing it to fill the part that's missing. And the part you skipped and all that kickstarter shit you started kicking. Disregard the fiction, I'm not the only artist living to fuck a few orders up. Doesn't mean they are a shipping. I've given Back to this culture, and it's clear the only vultures that appeared circle over your career. Yeah, you popped off once, stock dropped off, jumped so severe your whole career's become a sophomore slump. Chump, I walked through crowded sidewalks and bed stop, bump shoulders, and knock this punk over just to get by. Then I meet Swave Sever at the back bar, the Black Star Show, wondering where the fuck the blacks are. So how you go on Twitter with the nerve to act hard? Your crowd's the same as one of Talladega watching NASCAR. You act hard. As far as rhyming the beat, too busy. Find the police to hide behind when there's beef, you're too busy. With the scene telling lies in your tweets. If you were real, Mr. Green, you do it live in the streets. Well, I'd make sure the prophecy still holds true. Stop fronting and drop something quality, said so too. That's probably why you feel so obsolete and old school. And boat shoes, fresh off your shopping spree at Whole Foods. You're like so cool in your French heels and neckerchiefs till I fire 
20 shorts and protects the kid. That's my regimen. So if I were trying to silence you, I would. Now shut the fuck up. It's what I would do if I were you. I'd find a crew like mine to squeeze around a time or two. Really hold your people down. Not squeeze the clowns for ride for you. But that's too loud for you. That's why my record players playing respiration. While every breath you're taking's through a respirator. Shed and raise the light like neon gas. Don't need Vanilla singing a wood choir. Leon blast. Just throw a beat on. Won't see Sean, you're beyond trash. Dream on. I'll air a Smith at your pee on ass. Like it's my theme song. Steven's got them screams on smash. Your CD's for rolling weed on my Nissan Dash. Now be gone. Fast, quick before the topic's trending. Hashtag the revolution's not a Twitter war, so stop pretending. Admit it, you're just immature and condescending. Cause we've seen this shit before. Throwing fits when you're with Donald Lemon. A common end is any topic of discussion you're involved with. Obnoxious, you gossip, it's disgusting. Everybody's a nobody. So proper introductions, guess what? Nobody's bodying your knowledge and instructions. Honestly, it's nothing. But hang tough, don't forfeit. Who am I kidding? I just wanna bring up some more shit. You say stuff like, you should thank us for all this. Fine, thank you, Kwali, for bankrupting raucous. Thanks for generalizing when it generally serves you. Exhibit A. I didn't know remedy, Urkel. You nerds will twist words and deflect in these circles. Scared to look in the mirror, cause that reflection's eternal. Step in a lab with that aggression and spaz. I'll shit on you and wipe with the Confederate flag. Go to Twitter for support. The only weapon you have, but I don't care about those kids like most deaf as a dad. Toe tagged if we battle. You'll be dwelling on race. I'll smoke a blunt to the head. You'll take an L to your face. Cause to me, melanin's your least relevant trait. Before that, this petty pussy fragile, selfish and fake. But wait, your revolutionary right? Those are just rhymes. Cause real revolutionaries fight on the front lines. So when it comes time for you to die, true indeed, this tune will be played on boomboxes at your eulogy. One, two, three, two, three. rest in peace, Talib Kweli. Crying like make it stop, that shit isn't hip-hop, you ho. <laughs> So now what? Like, what's what's the end game? When do we? Because now, now he's part of your like Twitter description. Like, it's like you know what I mean. Like, it's there. It's stabled. It's it's ongoing, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunately, yeah, it's there. So what 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 do we what do you expect, Bali? Like, what's going to be the end game well, for you? I mean, Which, you know, I I spoke to Quality's homie, who's like his right hand man, probably. Hmm. And me and him, we had some words at first, and then we ended up getting on the horn and talking. And he ended up being a cool guy. Hmm. We had like a two-hour conversation about the whole thing. Hmm. And, you know, just about making it go away, because we came to the conclusion that, you know, if, uh, if I pull up, it's not going to be me beating up Kuali. It's going to be me and Seth not going out. Kuali hmm. ain't built like that. That's just some people need to understand. Kuali's pussy. He's notoriously a fucking nerd pussy. He, he is. I'm not joking when I say that. He's a pussy. And, you know, not, you know, maybe it seems like I walk around like I think I'm the toughest guy in the fucking world. That's not the case. But I'm not a fucking sucker. Mm-hmm. And I don't back down. That's, mm-hmm. that's not a... I ain't scared at all. I'll, I'm ready to go. If you want to go, let's go. Fuck it. We'll see what happens. One of us is getting fucked up. Or both of us. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I'm willing to find out. Kwali, on the other hand, is the type of guy who's never been in a fucking fistfight in his life. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just scared. He hit behind girls in the club. That's true. 
He can deny it all he wants. That shit is true. People from PH and crew were there. Poison Pen was there. You know what I'm saying? People were there. They seen it. That shit is a true story. This is not the type of guy that wants to knuckle up. So me and Seth came to the conclusion that it's really not fair to either one of us. So why don't we try to bury this shit? Because it's stupid. You know, there were some other people involved, left street dudes that we all are mutual friends. are like, yo, we got to put this shit to bed, bro. This is ridiculous. It's putting us all in a bad position. Yeah. You know, can we can we squash this? And I was all ears. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. I said, fuck it. Let's just, you know, so Seth asked me if I could go on Twitter and just write, yo, can you write? And I, I, I quote, I wrote it more or less. I don't remember exactly how I wrote it. But, yo, I added him and I said, yo, I spoke to him. So and so at whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I can put him on blast so people don't bug him. But uh you know, we discussed him, we're gonna call a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna bury it, let it go. Mm-hmm. And then he hits me back and he gives me this long thing, he's like, Thank you, brother, blah, blah, blah. and he says he said this, he, he doesn't necessarily wanna have a uh, sit down and talk with you, but you know, we can we can just let it be and we'll just leave it there. And I said, Nah, it's cool. I don't need to discuss it any further. We've had words. It's not going to cool. go anywhere if we discuss this any further. It's just, let's just leave it alone. Okay. I shoot you not within two hours on Twitter. He's back talking shit. He goes completely back on his word. Yeah. Completely fucking, completely goes back and is talking shit immediately. So then I was just like, you're a fucking clown. You yeah. are just a fucking snake. You, your word's worth nothing. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking fraud. And, you know, and at this point he had been... Then he's then he went double down on that racist shit. That's when yeah. he just started going, You're a racist, you're a Nazi, you're this, you're that. Mm-hmm. You follow this one who follows this one, so you're a Nazi. What? You know, where's your logic at, bro? Yeah. Where's your logic? I know a lot I, I would say half the people who follow Donald Trump, who I don't even follow, hate his fucking guts. Mm. Does that make them Republicans? You know what I'm saying? Does it, are they Republicans because yeah. they follow Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. I would say they're probably super left-wing maniacs who can't stand them. Yeah. Would be a, yeah. a million people that follow him probably. Right. 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 But, but when it's convenient, oh, you follow, uh, who was it? Who did they say? Who's a fucking, who's a racist now? Who makes you a Nazi? Uh, Lauren Southern. You know who Lauren Southern is? No. She's a, she's a blonde chick, YouTube personality. Oh, kind of like the Tony chick, the blonde, like, yeah, okay, like a... Uh, oh, Tommy Laren. Yeah. Tommy Laren, who I didn't really know much about. I just... The fucking meat, you know? Yeah. I looked at her, I was like, ooh, what a famous <laughs> chick, you know? And then I hear her talk, I'm like, she's a little fucking nuts. But, you know, dude, I'm not one of these guys where I get all worked up by politics. I've never supported... A politician in my fucking life. I don't. I don't believe any. Of them. I think they're all completely full of shit and useless and totally unnecessary. I don't get behind a party. I don't. I didn't vote and shit. The only reason I voted this year is because my kid is fucking. So he was six years old, and I wanted to show him the voting process as a child, like I was shown as a child. I'll let him make his own decisions later, but I wanted to take him with me to vote. You know who I voted for? I voted fucking Jill Stein. Yeah. Jill Stein. Yeah. Of all fucking people. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I knew she wasn't going to win, but I mm-hmm. wanted to fucking vote for someone I could somewhat be okay with, even though I think she's a complete fucking joke, too. <laughs> but it is yeah. what it is. I wasn't sold. What do you think? I was sold on Donald Trump. I think he's funny. Sometimes I thought his campaign. Yeah, was I mean, hilarious. if you go to his go to his feed in the P, in, in like I want to say like I don't know, maybe maybe fifty, maybe a little bit more than that. They're automatically talk shit on whatever he puts out. 
So they're not following them because they support them. They're following them because they want to troll the dude or whatever. But, but so what are you thinking, Bali? Do you think there's an end to this? Are you just going to get bored one day? Or at this point, you don't know? I get... I get bored of it a lot. You know, it comes and goes. It, it's really contingent on how he's behaving himself. Yeah. You know, when he's when he's distracted and he's talking shit to whoever he's talking shit to for the fucking time being, mm-hmm. he doesn't bother me. But then he'll go back and start talking shit to me, so I feel the need to throw memes and fucking jokes, and, and I'm slick with it. Yeah, I mean, you see yeah. it. I say hilarious shit to him, and I mock the fuck out of him. Yeah, yeah. And I laugh at him and his fans because they're completely... <laughs> insane. Yeah. They're, they're just completely maniacal. I don't even try to change their minds. There's no uh-huh. change in them. Right, right, right. I don't give a fuck. You know? <sighs> okay. okay. I now, mean, if we cross paths, I couldn't say it would go very well for him. That was one of the things I wanted, I really wanted to get to get to find out where you're going, but the other thing that I also found kind of, I don't want to say interesting, but it, one thing that really caught my attention was now uh, the kind of when you talk about tech particularly now, that's right. also not in a very because you right now if you just finished telling me the whole story of Viper and it sounded like you guys just walked away shook shook hands and it was what it was but yeah, yeah, there yeah, are some direct tweets uh, that you're that you're I'm not oh, saying you're yeah. telling him, him but you're you're saying you're at Immortal Techniques stole my money Immortal Tech blah 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 oh no no now I'm letting I'm letting them have it bro we we ain't, shit ain't sweet with us no more bro hmm. Shit ain't cool no more. That, We're not cool now. Does that shit that I mean, the, you're talking about a timeline that was different. You're talking about, you know, around 2014, we parted ways. Everything was cool. Mm-hmm. Here was cool. Yeah. Everything was cool, even even with this quality shit. I got, I got a little pissed off at him and Penn with a crib and didn't tell me. I wasn't happy about that. Not that, you know, I said, yo, dude, I don't need you guys going behind my back and fighting my battles for me. I didn't ask you to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to do that. It doesn't make me look good that you did that. They're like, what do you mean? That makes you look bad. And I said, no, no, no. You're taking it the wrong way. Not that you couldn't kick Quali's ass. Mm-hmm. But I said, look what it did. Mm-hmm. You didn't do shit. You didn't stop shit. You just went there and you played care. And I, I'll be honest with you. I don't trust tech. Mm-hmm. I don't trust technique. I know Tech. I know Tech very fucking well. I've known Tech for 17 fucking years. People mm-hmm. forget that. I've known him for a long time. He changed, bro. He's very industry. I don't know. I know him 17 years, and I don't know which version of him I'm getting. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get normal fucking Felipe. I don't know if I'm gonna get a Mr. Immortal Technique where he's acting in character to me too. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't know who I'm getting. Mm-hmm. So I don't trust him. I trust him. But both of them, neither one of them gave me the fucking, gave me a real clear story on what went on when they spoke to him. Hmm. Neither one of them, neither one of them answered a question straight when I asked them. So I felt like some funny shit was going on. And I don't put a pass back to play the industry because I can see what it is now. I can see what it is now. Now, <laughs> the way I looked at it was like this. All right. Your, your little homie quality wanted to drag you in. You guys were making money together. It was some industry shit. You did a tour together. Now, this guy's dragging your name into things on the internet. Mm-hmm. He keeps, I never bring, I never brought them into this. He kept dragging their names in. I'm gonna have to talk to Adam Mortal Tech about you. Could come in and, and do whatever. Yeah. He kept doing that with Penn. He kept doing that with Tech. He kept doing that repeatedly. Now, I didn't ask for this situation where he's dragging your names into this, nor did I condone it, and I called him out on it numerous times. Like, you're a name dropping little bitch. And you need to uh, fight your own battles. Bitch is gonna be a bitch. And uh, and I had expressed to them, listen, listen, bro. You know, I was like, 
sometimes what you don't say says everything. You understand? Like, I didn't ask you to be involved in this, but now you're kind of put on the spot where you have to say something. Because the guy's calling, it's not like he's just saying, yo, your friend's a pussy. I don't need you to be, you got this guy out here trying to smear me, talking shit. He's trying to paint me as a racist, Nazi bigot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Completely, completely false. Which I don't even defend. I don't even get into discussion with them because I'm not going to defend it because it's nonsense. Mm -hmm. My track record speaks for itself. My music speaks for itself. The things I've done for the past 15 years speak for themselves. My fans can attest to that. If you've been to the shows, you can attest to that. Following Tommy Laren on Twitter to see the next idiotic thing she's going to say or to look at her fucking cute little ass yeah. does not make you a racist. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. You know, I, it might not be a popular opinion. Voting for Donald Trump doesn't make you a fucking racist. You know, it just doesn't. Right. I said that Donald Trump did the right thing when he fucking pulled out of the Paris Accords. Mm -hmm. All these fucking maniacs went, oh, he's a Trump supporter. That's not a Trump supporter. That's an observation, fucking idiots. You guys are just too stupid to realize because not one of them read the Paris Accord Agreement. I happen to. I'm not going to speak on something. You see, they swear they're all, you know, intellectual, fucking fake intellectual, mm -hmm. BuzzFeed intellectual. He didn't read the Paris Accord. I did. It's a cash grab. That's why I said he did the right thing getting out, because us as taxpayers are going to be the ones who pay for this bullshit that's a globalist tactic to get money out of us that right. other countries just don't have to pay into. So, so for the next two decades till I'm into my fucking 50s, pushing 60 years old, I'm supposed to pay tax money into a fucking agreement that benefits 35 other countries except the one that I live in? Well, the upsetting part to you was that, that tech didn't, didn't, no, no, it, didn't respond to him? I said, like, yo, you know, like, that's not him. His silence spoke little, more than anything. It got, a, it got a little funny because I said, yo, I've had enough of this because he's... One of his fans doxed my daughter's personal information. I didn't. I don't go out there saying, "Look, this guy doxed my daughter's personal information," because that will draw attention to them doxing my daughter's personal sure. personal yeah. information. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I kept it under wraps. But they doxed my daughter's information down in Florida, right now. I'm holding you to the same standards you hold me to. Mm -hmm. If I'm responsible for what. The six degrees of separation of my fans, or, well, whoever you call my fan, you are directly responsible for what your fans do. Mm -hmm. Particularly with my daughter's information on the internet. I brought that to text attention. I said, yeah. yo, now the line has been crossed. I suggest you, uh, you do the right thing now. You mm -hmm. better stop playing fucking industry. A, this guy's number. B, what's this guy's address? Where do I find him? Put him in a room with me. We're straightening this out right now. I got no response. I got no response to it all. I hit him up again. Kept getting no response. So I said, all right. I bet. This is the same thing I dealt with when uh, I dealt with the owner of Viper. I know where we're at. It's all good. It's all good. I'm fully capable of standing on my own, too. Technique can't rap with me. Technique doesn't even rap. So if he wants to take it to rapping, I'll fucking annihilate him. While he's been sitting here taking 15 years to make an album, I've been mastering my craft even better than it was back then. I will fucking annihilate him. So, no problem. So if he wants to do that, we can do that. I will beat the fuck out of him if I feel like it. That's not even a problem. On all levels, I got beef with him now. I was the first one running into every battle we ever had. Tyler is a creator pop shit. I'm the one out there dissing him. Yes. I'm the one getting thrown out there. I'm the, I'm the sharpshooter who comes out. 
and start fucking people up, right? Mm-hmm. When we're on the road, somebody pops off. I'm swinging hands. I'm running down the block chasing kids. I'm pushing people in the crowd out of our fucking way when we're walking through the crowd. I'm back to, like, paid security out there. I've been doing this shit for 15 years. Now, when I need, I didn't, don't make no mistake, I make a whole lot of money doing it. I make a whole lot of bread at all. I'm sitting here taking bullets for everybody in the fucking crew, yet everybody's silent. They're silent because mm-hmm. they saw a big fish. What they perceive to be a big fish, somebody that'll give them a lot of shit, make them look bad, possibly. Mm-hmm. They don't want to put themselves on the line. So I look at it like this. I said, all right, Kwali, you want technique on your team? You want to turn them? Fuck it, have them. I'll take you both out. Have them. Now he's on your team. Fuck out of here. I don't need you. You're not going to act like my homie? I'm the first one running in. For you, for over a decade, you're not gonna you're not gonna step up right now, mm. really, <laughs> because uh, as it turns out, they were taking Kwali's calls, mm. weren't taking mine. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, I'm just gonna look at it. It is what it is. No problem. We can go our separate ways. I don't give a fuck. But you know, I do. I do feel a certain way about it. I wouldn't say I'm bitter, but you know, I've I've had my you know it, it, this is all run its course with. With my uh, my involvement with Immortal Technique, I've seen how he's treated his own people. I've I've taken a lot of bullets for our crew on the road because of his attitude towards people. Um, I'm not keeping his little fucking secret facade up no more because it's all a fucking it's all bullshit Hollywood nonsense. It's bullshit. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. You want the kids want to know how fucking fake it all is? You know the picture? He's standing there. He's in a flak jacket holding a gun. Yeah, like a yeah. fucking soldier. Yeah, the M16. Yeah, yeah, that's an airsoft rifle <laughs> and a fucking flak jacket he bought off eBay. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, been on the road watching him not let motherfuckers smoke weed, docking people money for smoking weed on tour, <laughs> trying to make people do push-ups, trying to make people do push-ups. You know, like it, it, it's mad corny the way he treats promoters. I've argued to the death with him about this. Like you got to stop treating people like this, and it's just you know. Now you know what. I, I tolerated it for many years because it never really got directed towards me too badly. You know, I just said, yo, you know what? This is how he wants to run the show. It's his operation. Ooh. Bit of a dick. But then I, you know, in retrospect, I look back. I'm like, nah. This is, he's a bitch-ass dude. He's got, he's got a complex. That's what it comes down to. He's out there. It's like, it's like going on tour with somebody who's playing guns. I'm the commander. I'm in charge. This is my unit. Da, 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 da. You ain't in the military, motherfucker. We're rappers. Shut the fuck up. You know, there's there's a lot of big-time underground rappers that don't like that motherfucker, bro. They'll hear this, and they'll be like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, because of the way he treats people. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how he gets away with the way he treats people. And now it just happened to be turned towards me. Now, people make no mistake about it. You, you've been friends with somebody. People look at us like, yo, they're mad tight. They're cool. They're friends. They're yeah. cool. Da, 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 da. You would think that he would come out swinging for me, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. But he didn't, right? Tells you all you need to know about who you're dealing with. So, so now that this is out, right, <laughs> are you you going to let it sit there until expecting Tech to say something? And I'm not talking about Tolly anymore. I'm talking to you. Tech, I'm talking tech to you. Tech won't say nothing. Tech won't say nothing. Tech will let it die. Mm-hmm. It's a smart guy. He's a smart dude. Yeah. He'll, 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 he'll wait for me to calm down or let it go or whatever the case is, whatever he thinks I'm going to do. Because, you know, in, in their head, I'm just pissed off. You know, he's bitter and pissed off. That's not true. That's not true. I just, I've had enough. It's run its course. And now I'm just going to talk about it because right. I get asked about it every fucking day. Hmm. Make no mistake about it. Kids are like, no, when are you guys going to do some new shit? Yeah. I'm just sitting yeah. there holding my tongue. 
What What do you mean? What am I going to do? Whenever track starts rapping again, we've known each other fifteen years. We've done like three tracks. You haven't been asking to do records. Hmm. You think I've just been sitting around doing nothing? No, that's not the case. But um, I'm just not holding my tongue now. That's really all that's changed. Is right. you know, you you want to talk like this? Oh, this guy doesn't like it. Cool, fuck him. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I don't care how he feels about it. It's not gonna hurt him. I don't expect to take him down, you know. It's not like I wouldn't want to see that happen anyway. I, I'm not that malicious of a person. I wouldn't want to fucking ruin his life. I'm not that type of guy. Right. But nonetheless, I'm just not holding my fucking tongue. People can look at it however they want. They can say, "Oh, he put you on." Let's make no. Let's let's straighten something out about that. Because that's fucking nonsense. I put me on. I didn't have to show up at his studio. He was a fucking no name. I had never heard him rap before in person. Mm-hmm. I had never heard a song from him. I did it on the strength of Lou Cipher. I had heard his name, you know, reputation. Oh, he was in the finals of Rock City last year and da 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 da. So I was like, oh yeah, cool, cool. And it was one of the early guys from the city scene that wanted to like do some music. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's do some fucking music. I like doing music. Let's do it. So I showed up and I put a fucking banging ass verse that's still classic to this day. That's still light years beyond what anybody's doing now. That put me on. Yeah. Because there was, uh, I don't know if people remember, but there was a lot of people on volume one. Yeah. There was, there, was, there, was a, there was a good portion. Do you remember any of their work? Do you remember their verses word for word? No, you don't, but I bet you you could quote the hidden track verse. Go ahead and grip locks. I'll snap your trigger finger in six spots. You'll have to lip lock with hypodermic needles to lick shots. I'll watch you topple flat. Put away your ribbons and holler back. Can't freestyle. You're screwed off the top like bottle caps. Beneath the surface, I'm overheating your receiver circuits by unleashing deeper verses than pre-speaking churches. What you preach is worthless. Your worship defeat the purpose like President Bush taking bullets for the secret service. Beyond what y'all fathom, I shit on cats and jaw tap them. Show no compassion like having a straight face orgasm. Tor jack them, have his half a ten bitch suck my friend's dick. In the meantime, you could French kiss this clenched fist. Diabolic, a one-man brigade spreading cancer plague. This fucking a pussy's face holding a hand grenades so if I catch a bluffing faggot you're less than nothing I just had to get that stress off my chest like breast reduction I, I put me on that's the difference yeah I didn't ask Viper to sign me I didn't shop a single song for they mm-hmm. asked me to mm-hmm. Viper that's not putting nobody on I chose that well you know I I, I appreciate you being so open um I, I didn't call to 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 be like okay let me I need to get the scoop I need to be the no. I called because it was present and like I said it's it's become very obvious that there was a serious situation going on and I think there was a misconception of of how it went down and not not knowing you personally but I could tell by the way that and I'll talk about Talib at this point it was painting you like well this can't be he can't be a Nazi a sexist a racist and a piece like he can't like diabolic can't be that man you know listen when you say feminism is fucking silly now yeah that doesn't make you a sexist I don't treat women like shit. I don't, I don't think I'm any better than a woman. You know, like, I, I mean, you know, I could probably lift a fucking refrigerator better than a lady could, you know? But I don't <laughs> yeah. treat women like shit. I don't think I'm, I deserve any special treatment with a fucking chick. I don't. That's yeah. not the case. Yeah. Maybe a little, maybe I'm a little misogynistic, I guess, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. In, especially in conversation when it comes to rapping. Yeah. Who, who, who isn't that's kind of a gritty, you know, battle rap type of style mm-hmm. dude? 
you're all a little misogynistic because you talk about all the pussy you get and you try to pick up, you know, you talk, you braggadocious shit. But in a daily operation, that's not how I conduct my life. You know, I have manners, I hold doors for women, you know, that's the thing I was raised right. But, you know, I, I mean, politically, looking at it, all that shit is bullshit. Yeah. I mean, look at these feminism marches. These, these chicks, you got people running around with fucking pussy hats on. Come on, bro. <laughs> Be fucking serious. Everything yeah. contradicts. All that, all the intersectional craziness contradicts itself. That's, yeah. that's what I'm pointing out. It you all know, contradicts itself. It absolutely it does. makes you a sexist. Yeah. Now, racist, give me a fucking break. Yeah. I don't so the the I felt that it was important because again we're in a very particular part of an age where everyone can go back and forth oh. right and everything can be misconstrued right. and and I thought I'm like okay there has to be an angle that we can't see that Bollock is only privy to but it's got to be oh, I mean there's, there's a lot more than I've even gotten to discuss because I'm probably forgetting ninety percent of it but right yeah. right right there's a whole lot of it. There's a whole lot of it. Right, right. But we got we got a good we got a good idea, I think, of where your heart is, which is, I think, the most important thing for me people to be able to point out. No, it basically comes down to this. If I had to outline it, I went on Twitter one day. This mm-hmm. guy's got a big fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. He kept flapping his gums for a fucking month. Wrote a silly article. I mm-hmm. dissed the shit out of him, and he's been obsessed about it ever since. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Right. I, I mean, when if if and the rare occasion I initiate the bullshit talking to him, mm-hmm. it's me posting a fucking silly picture of him. It's me mocking the fuck out of him. And ninety nine percent of my fucking responses to him are straight up hilarious comedy, make fun of him, shut the fuck up, you're a joke. Because to me, Talib Kweli is a fucking joke. But, but let He's me say joke. this. Let me say this, a devil's advocate. It, it almost right. seems like you're inviting it at some point with the pictures. Because it's not oh, only well. just Talib. Now you, you recently right. put one of, oh, the, yeah, this is a mortal technique. Oh, blah, 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 blah. With the mustache. No, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not like, it's not like a, it's not like a, like a, you know, it's not like a Bukaki scene and you put, it's no, not no, like no, that. No, but it is something like, I mean, you can kind of see how people would be like, well, he's just edging tech on at this point. Whether it be because you need to fame, because you want to go out of toe to toe, whatever. The, I mean, dude, but this dude, is the thing. This you, is the thing that people are going to see. Have, right? You have, you have witnessed. I mean, I don't give a fuck what outsiders see because they weren't my fans to begin with. They're not going to be my fans after. I don't give the fucking slightest shit what they think. Mm-hmm. You've witnessed me over years, right? You've seen the way I operate in this shit. Mm-hmm. I've never been after fucking fame. I've never really marketed my shit well. I've never played social media with campaigns or right. any of that shit. Right, right, right. I don't, I don't do anything for fame. Mm-hmm. I'm just on the internet talking shit like any other guy. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not one of these guys like Kwali that has an elitist mentality. As mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, me and you are just two dudes that know each other now. You know, we we know each other via hip hop. Maybe I got a cooler job than some fucking people do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change the fact that it's just a job, bro. I ain't. You, all these people like to act like they're larger than life because that's the way they market that they're larger than life. I ain't larger than shit. Mm. I'm, somebody's, I'm somebody's dad. I'm a couple people's dad. First and foremost, I like making music. I put it out. It happened to catch on because I was good at it. That's really all it comes down to. Mm-hmm. I've been offered major deals fucking a dozen times that I turned down because really that life isn't for me. It's just not for me. It's never been for me. You know, it, it, I... I I, I'm just not good at it. I'm not, I'm not, it's not, it, it never resonated with, with who I am as a person to play a fucking part all day. You know, it, you can't be honest in those situations. If you're big enough, you can't be honest ever. 
So you're happy with, with, as long as you're feeding your kids and you're feeding yourself, that's good enough for you. Shit. Dude, I own my masters. So all my music. Yeah. I collect yeah. my own fucking money. Yeah. I live off music. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking rich by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. I'm doing good enough that I can get by. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. doing fine. I'm happy with that. Well, the, the one thing that. that I don't think anyone can deny is that Bollock has always let the bar speak for themselves. Right. And I think, all I, do, bro. I think I think that at the end of the day, people, no matter what side or what your decision is, you can't take that away from from Diabolic. Is that the bars are nah, present? Man. The bars are going to be there. And uh, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping to hear some. I'm here, hoping to hear a new album come out. Tell me, what do you got going on? I got one done right now. Actually, uh, what's today? What is it? Tuesday? Yeah. It's Thursday. I got like we're doing touch ups on a couple things. Me mm-hmm. and my homie Lingo from Grind Mode Cypress mm-hmm. mixed it for me and uh, we just got to go touch up a couple tracks mm-hmm. and we're going to go back and forth all day and fix those up and then I'm done. When, can it be, done. when is it dropping? I don't got a date yet because I got to mm-hmm. kind of figure that out with the uh, the physical distributor because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I'm going to wait for the vinyl because vinyl takes fucking forever to get yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Like they, if you do vinyl, it's like a ninety-day turnaround. So that's, I mean, ninety days you've done. Yeah, but you know, those are for those, those are for the real fans. Those are for the collectors. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So I'm thinking I might release and just have the release of the vinyl come later. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> unless you want to do like some pre-order cool shit. Yeah, I could do that too. Right? Yeah, I'll figure that out because a lot mm-hmm. of times, like last time, I tried to delay the release for when everything would be ready at the same time. I don't really give a fuck this time. I want this thing out. It's Dope. real good. Dope. I'm very happy with it. It's some of the best music I've done, man. It was like, you know, I, honestly, leaving Viper, Yeah. I went back to Long Island. I rented a fucking studio, brought my own engineer in. We just hung out, drank some beers, smoked a little, uh-huh. chilled, and we had fucking fun making music. Yeah. It wasn't this stressed out environment. It was like the first time in a long time that I just went in the booth, and we had a great fucking time making music, and... It came out fucking great. I'm glad to hear it, man. Great. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited to hear it. I'm definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to that coming out. And uh, I, dude, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you being so open and honest and sitting down with us and, and giving us your perspective and your side of the story. Because I'm sure, uh, you know, if, if, if they got a completely different story than you're going to tell, but the truth uh, always, is always there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm glad and I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful that you were willing to sit down with us. Yeah, man, I probably left out about fucking ninety percent of the. Story. We gotta do part two then. Forgot no. a lot of the details. I know you're gonna do a tour. Yeah. I know you're gonna do a tour for the album, right? So yeah, when you're in Cali, I'd love to have you sit down face to face and chop it up and catch up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll have to get up and do that. Cool. So, Balik, thank you again for joining us, brother. And uh, like I said, you're, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network.